I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome. The year is 1973. The album, Clower Power. The artist, Jerry Clower. And my guest, Ned Hastings. Again. <laughs> so you picked something that I was super familiar with originally. We talked about the Muppets. And then you pick right. <laughs> this insane... <laughs> it is uh, the most like... there. There is like a... It's a genre of comedy album, which is just like plain speaking, normal everyday folk. Even though he may yeah. not have exactly been that. But... Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think he does have, you know, I mean, he's, he's working a, a, he's got a thing, you know, he's got a style, he's got a, he's got a, a vibe that he's working. So it's not, um, it's not completely plain speaking. I can't, I tell you, I was re-listening to it. I actually listened to it again today Uh and I kept asking myself and, and again, you know this. I've been following your your Dick Davy um, journey. Yeah, and and obviously the content is not at all similar. Right. But I mean, if this was a guy who was playing a Jerry Clower like mm-hmm. comedian, you'd pay a lot closer attention, I think, for sure, than just knowing. Oh no, he really is. <laughs> A fertilizer salesman from Yazoo City, Mississippi. Uh huh. Now, okay, get. Let me back up. The reason that I that I <laughs> that I suggested we do this is because I mean, you you know, everyone knows that's been on here now that the George Carlins have been gone through, the Cheech and Chongs have been gone through, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, the uh, you know the Steve Martin records. I mean, everyone has done all those, and mm-hmm. then I think you said, well, it doesn't even have to be one that you that you like all that much. Right, yeah. <laughs> but here's what's funny about it is, also, um, you the first time I listened to your show, you had Dave Willis and Casper Kelly on, uh-huh. whom, yeah, I, yeah. whom I work with at Adult Swim. And Dave made an offhanded remark about Jerry Clower. You know, uh-huh. It was just like, you know, drop the name as a don't be, you know, you don't want to be this guy, that kind of an idea. <laughs> I can't remember how the setup was. Okay. But I remember thinking, oh, crap, I've got a Jerry Clower <laughs> LP that I mm-hmm. used to listen to a lot. Yeah. Um, and um, so then it became, you know, I can't, I mean, I, I hadn't listened to it long enough to be able to say, no, 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 listen to Jerry. He's good. He's easy yeah, yeah, to yeah. But by the same token, I was kind of like, i got to own up to having owned it. Sure. You know, I mean, you know, one of your questions is always, you know, what did you grow up listening to? Well, yeah, I had a yeah. Jerry Clower record. I had, I mean, granted, I had some Steve Martin records too. I had all of sure. them, as a matter of fact. Sure. Um, but, uh, and so Bill Cosby uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and uh, Robin Williams. I mean, you know, but yeah. I had this Jerry Clower. I'm guessing and I was you didn't introduced. Own... Sorry, because apologies, everybody. As per usual, uh, podcast standards, we're doing this over the internet, and um, I'm going to do yes. my best to not step over you. But I, I will just say, I'm guessing oh, you good. didn't own them all because this man had more records than I've seen in a long time. Holy no, shit. that's amazing. Because I did so go on to Wikipedia, and he basically 
Once he started recording, it looks like he recorded for 27 years and he did 27 albums. Uh huh. And that's not counting, I guess there's some greatest hits compilations and sure. that kind of thing. But yeah, cranking <laughs> them out. Like one of them, one year I noticed it was two in one year. That's nuts. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a lot of material. Oh, That's for a sure. Lot of material. And I'm wondering how much of this, like, because uh, <laughs> the, the story at least goes that he was, yeah, a fertilizer salesman. And he, oh, well, I mean, you know, honestly, you picked a good album because uh, he you know talks about funny? his own mythology in it. You know what's funny is I, um, I was thinking about him building up to this, and I was like, you know what? I wonder if this guy was one of those guys who got into this because he was entertaining. Mm hmm. Business people, yeah. Um, uh, which did Bob and Newhart do that as well? Here's the thing: I'm glad I mean, you brought the same that up. Guy, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, there were. I think Bob Newhart's uh, story is a little muddled here and there because mm -hmm. the story is has always been, at least in terms of recording the album. Obviously, somebody knew who he was beforehand and had to put him up at those, you know, those two shows in Texas that became right. his first two right. live shows. But uh, friend of the show, Steve Young, a gentleman who did Bathtubs Over Broadway, uh, did not direct uh, it, but his stars uh, in it. He sent uh, me... Oh, my new so hero, you is, mean? Oh, isn't he the best? Steve Young? Holy crap, he's oh, my fantastic. God. I'm an evangelist for that movie too. By the way, I told it's anyone. Wonderful. Who, I'm stopping people on the street from six feet away and saying, "You need to watch this movie." <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's my no, COVID no, no. You're fine. Night. Well, and I put him in contact with other people too because people are like, "Oh, can you put me? This guy's fascinating. I'd like to talk to him." Uh, but he said, "Yeah, I've got you know in in amongst all these trade show stuff I have, I've got something mm -hmm. with Bob Newhart in it." I'm like. That's mm -hmm. never really talked about, but 100%. This this is a picture of Bob Newhart wearing a, uh, a greasy like um, like an over a set of overalls. Uh, comedian Bob Newhart in a specially written skit shows dealers what not to do in handling customers. So, and this is for some oh. kind of. I'll have to ask him what this was for. This is 1959. This is right He's using the shtick the though yeah. to to yeah. Yeah, I've, I have wondered though if he was maybe doing his act at, like, not necessarily in shows, mm -hmm. but um, dinner, you know, awards things. Okay, let's mm -hmm. we need some entertainment. Well, Bob does that thing where he talks on the phone. Right. Um, I was rewatching recently uh, because we're all watching TV all the time mm -hmm. now. Um, uh, Comedians and Cars. I went back through almost the entire series mm -hmm. because I I love it. And one of the things they talk about um, in one of the I can't remember who the comedian was. They talk about Foster Brooks. Yeah, you know the comedian uh -huh. Foster Brooks, who's the the drunk act yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. And I only knew him as a kid because he was on those Dean Martin roasts, sure, yeah. and I would watch those because when you're a child, you think that's funny. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or in the seventies, when you're sixty, you think that's funny. <laughs> and um, <laughs> And Foster Brooks' drunk act, apparently, that started as a corporate thing. No surprise. He That's would go to corporate gigs. They would have, like, a dinner thing. And they would say, okay, our next speaker is the CEO of the company we're going to merge <laughs> with next month. That's what this comedian Love said. It. And then he'd get up and do his drunk act. And they, and that's the gag, you know, that you, you know. It's fantastic. Um, so anyway, yeah, I was thinking about Jerry Clower, and I was like, I wonder, because I knew he was a fertilizer salesman. I remembered, because I haven't listened to this record in 30 years mm. at least, I was like, I, I remembered that he used to talk about fertilizer yeah. and selling fertilizer. 
And I was like, I, and you know, when you're a kid, you think, oh, he's a comedian that uses self fertilizer. Everybody used to do something. But then now that I know what I know about how comedians came about, especially in that period mm-hmm. of the 50s to through 60s, I was like, I wonder if that's how he, if he started telling jokes as a salesman. Mm-hmm. And then that's, and, the, and sure enough, there is, a, there is a, a cut on the record where he tells the story of, of, of how he got to selling, to, to make cutting and selling records. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny is I remember details about that bit because there's a couple of lines that always kind of made, made me laugh. But I didn't remember the actual. I was selling fertilizer and making jokes, okay. and they they. I just didn't remember that. But in fact, that I was Wikipediaing. It was wikiing it while I was listening, and I went, "Oh, I was right." And here's the proof on. You know, uh huh. And I knew this all along and forgot. <laughs> um, so it, it's yeah. interesting to like. I it feels like people like him uh, and then other artists, not necessarily just comedy. There is this weird thing where I feel like if you've got a quick enough rise to prominence in in any field uh, and to the point where like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting my records distributed by a real company, whatever, uh, your mm-hmm. ability and willingness to self-reference, I think, like, you know, how, how quickly rap artists come up and they're like, well, I'm going to talk about how good I am at rap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about, hey, look, mm-hmm. look how fucking quickly mm-hmm. this just happened for me. Um, it's interesting to hear it happen with this guy with a southern accent who is the biggest personality you've ever heard on a record. Uh, just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is how I got my record, you know, and it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird, uh, but he made it, he mm-hmm. makes it entertaining. He makes it funny. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. That's actually one of my cuts on the record that still made me laugh. Yeah. Um, he has that line cause the first record company that called him was, uh, you know, one of the record companies from New York and they said, you know, we'd like to meet with you next time you're in town. We want you drop by. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, I'm, that's not going to happen. You don't, you don't leave Yazoo City, Mississippi, and just drop by New right. York. And that, not only did I love that line mm-hmm. as a kid, but I've probably spun variants of that line at people over the years, you yeah. know, as a sarcasm, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of kind of funny stuff in that. I, 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 that's my question for yeah. you. Did, did, did you laugh? Uh, you did listen? I laugh? I'm not going to claim to have comedy damage, as Steve does, but I will claim to be hard to make audibly laugh sometimes maybe because on a first listen a lot of the times i am thinking real hard uh i'm trying also to avoid doing what i normally do which is like i'm gonna do something else while i listen i tried real hard to actively Mm -hmm. listen too Mm -hmm. but i will say i probably Mm -hmm. got distracted a couple times but i was like you know probably cracked Mm -hmm. a smile here and there and then a lot of it i was perplexed by because i'm like this guy is so southern that these stories don't track in the same way I don't think for me. No, I could be wrong. They don't, and I can remember as a kid have my parents having to explain <laughs> some of it to mm-hmm. me, and there's still some that I didn't get. I looked up cutworm. Oh yeah, what the <laughs> hell? What is that? <laughs> well, I know what a cutworm uh-huh. is, and I know what greens are, but I don't know what the the rag significance is. I still don't know what that is because my parents didn't know uh-huh. either. Um, my parents are Southerners, but neither one of, neither one of them could be described as agrarian uh-huh, uh-huh. in any way. Um, and now, here's what's interesting. And I think this is why this guy I locked, latched onto as a kid. Okay, it's probably not interesting. <laughs> but um, my dad is from Mississippi. Okay. Uh, which is, and, and my dad went to Mississippi State, which is Jerry Clower talks about that mm-hmm. too. And he played football there, which Jerry Clower talks about yeah. that. And so I think as a kid, I kind of was like, 
I mean, I'm not going to say that I that I really fancied myself going down the sort of country path that people intentionally go down. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? Like the people who like, but but you know, when you're a kid and you're kind of trying on identity, and I didn't identify with Mississippi at all, but my dad was from there. And we would visit occasionally, and it was mysterious and interesting to me. And I didn't, you know, it was so my dad's upbringing was so different from mine that I think I was fascinated by. I it. get that. <clears throat> and so um, that stuff as a kid, um, you know, resonated. I I don't know if that's quite the word, but it intrigued yeah. me certainly. No, I get and, that. And uh, and so yeah, so I um. But again, even that, some stuff they could kind of explain to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, either one of them could. And then there was some stuff that, that maybe mom couldn't, but dad could, because my mom grew up in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but dad could. Um, and then there's still some stuff I don't I don't know what he's talking sure, about. Sure, sure. I mean, he it's, <laughs> he's a very specific man of a specific time and a specific place. What Again, though, what blows my mind, I would love to see sales figures, because 27 albums is untenable unless you're selling them all. Uh, it's just that's right. a lot of shit. That's a l- well. One of the figures I saw, I guess mm-hmm. they um, he charted his a lot. first record was sort of yeah yeah. I was gonna say his first record was was the one that was self produced, and I guess a um, radio station. I think it's the same station where the Grand Ole Opry is broadcast. Oh, okay. <clears throat> they got a hold of it and they played it on one of the tracks, and it it, it sold like a million copies. Mm hmm. In 1973, or where I guess that was 71 mm-hmm. or two, because he started late. I mean, yeah. you know, it was the 70s. Um, which, that's the other thing. I, I got the record, I guess, in like 77 or 78, once I was into comedy records. Yeah. Maybe even 79. Um, so I think I thought it was fairly new mm-hmm. at that time. And we were getting so close to kind of the, the, the Reagan era in the 80s, and... and Everybody, country music was really getting big by the late seventies, early. You know, you had Mickey Gilly and Nurban Cowboy and Kenny Rogers. The late, the the, the late great Kenny mm-hmm. Rogers was big, and there's a lot of crossover. And I remember just kind of thinking, okay, well, this is normal. But now I realize I'm like, wow, seventy two, seventy three. Yeah. That's there's something a little more kind of authentic about that to me. If that makes no it does why that's important i mean so many people latched on to like for lack of a better this is like my only uh only point i can latch on to i've talked about it before but i'm fascinated with uh cb culture and what that did and everybody all of a sudden was southern yeah did we talk now? Did mm-hmm. you and I talk mm-hmm. before? No, we didn't talk before. I had on. No, you. I mean, we. You and I have emailed about it, and because I was, that was what I loved those episodes that you've talked about. The the uh, who was the trucker record? That, uh, that was Jay Hughley, uh, aka. Yes. Oh my God! Well, I, I. You know, I only remember his real name. Hey, that's uh, give, that gives me a little bit of credit. What the hell? Uh, he. Played. That's funny. <laughs> I can't. But the white. I knight. can't remember his name either. Uh, All I can think of is C W McCall, but that's a different guy. Right. Right. Uh yeah oh my god I'm gonna have to look it up now oh uh, Cletus Maggard there we go Cletus Maggard that was that's what he was called the White Knight this holy <laughs> shit and just like that hillbilly that you know he's just like he's just like his teeth are not looking good mm-hmm. he's wearing a terrible shirt yeah and then comparing it to that yeah. that that oil painting his son was nice enough to send me a picture of of him as Don Quixote oh god. That's- that's wonderful. Oh, God. That was a good one. I, I want to do more CB stuff. Like, there's there's so, so, so much more. 
so 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 much more but now see that touches on something interesting to me and this is one of the things that i do find consistently funny about that this mm-hmm. record flower power um is when he talks about the Ledbetter family mm-hmm. which apparently is, is is a common thread throughout his entire career the Ledbetter family. right now Ledbetter is one of those names i i don't I'm, i apologize to any Ledbetters who may be listening but that's just one of those names that just you're you're not going to meet a guy named Ledbetter in new york city right you're only going to meet a Ledbetter in the south, right? I mean, this is that's just a that's just one of those names with, a, with one maybe um, one huge exception. I can only, I can say one huge exception, uh, Ledbelly, because okay. his real his last name was Ledbetter. That's the only one. That's the only Ledbetter oh, I think yeah, of. Where when was I hear he from? It. But he's I'm sure he's from the but south. Where was he I'm from? Sure he's from the south. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Correct. But yeah, yeah, no, it's just one of those quintessential names, and and he may have known a family of Ledbetters, but he lists their names mm-hmm. in the in in one part of the act, and and again, I mean, Southerners have been making up fake names forever, but Cletus Ledbetter is, or, or a Clovis, Clovis Ledbetter, Ledbetter is a really Holy funny cow. name. Yeah, that's a funny mm-hmm. name, and and what I notice when he reels them off. He doesn't say this is the order of their birth. Uh-huh. You know, he just lists all their names, and they all start with they all. It's like Raynell and WL, and like which it's funny that like there's they all have like their names end in L, but then one of them is just the initials WL, uh-huh. and that's funny mm-hmm. to me. And then he ends it with New Jean Claude and Clovis, <laughs> and there's a rhythm to that. He knows there's a rhythm to yes. that, and he's either made up these mm-hmm. names. Or he's listed them in such a way that he knows that's going to get the laugh. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, praise the comic genius of sure, Jerry Clower, sure. but you can't ignore it. You can't, there, there's something there. He knows what he's yeah, doing. 100%. I mean, sales patter uh, becomes, you know, you, mm. you, you know I, I never became great at it, but I've heard good salespeople. Um, some of them become the devil and then other people become funny um, and you know or can charm you even though they are the devil and uh, I can't speak to his, uh, his you know what he sold but he actually phys- I mean you know I hope he actually did sell fertilizer because the idea that he was a shit salesman is funny in and of itself that is <laughs> I mean funny. it's brilliant uh, apparently he was selling seeds at one point interesting that's so funny yeah um, and, and there's actually there's a couple of bits in the record where he talks about fertilizer because at yeah. one point he talks about how country he is, which again, that's where you kind of go, oh god, really? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into a country contest with, with Loretta Lynn. <laughs> um, but again, it comes from a um, boy. The way I just said again sounds bad. <laughs> um, it comes from a I think more or less honest place. Yeah. I don't think. It's not that chest beating. I'm country. I was country before country was cool, mm-hmm. kind of a thing that that was big in the '80s. This was the early '70s, and I think he's being kind of genuine about it. And he's trying to get to a joke, and it's not a great joke, sure. but it's it's it's. I tell you what, it's not a bad joke. It's just not a great punchline, right? Um, but it, it it works at any rate. He um, at one point he talks about how he studied agriculture and got a degree, and he can name out, and he starts reeling off technical names for fertilizer mm-hmm. and and again it's funny the way he reels them out is funny and the way he he works the terminology is kind of funny yeah. um and I, i'm a sucker for that i'm a sucker for jargon i'm a sucker for anybody that can turn jargon 
into you know a funny moment right uh, steve martin used to do yeah that. um he's got that joke about the plumber mm-hmm. um which is just i can still recite um i won't uh-huh. i can um and that's what that joke is about it's about how um the terms that a, a, a uh that you use within a certain small group make sense to that group but they're kind of funny to everybody outside the mm-hmm. group. which is weirdly um, whether intentionally or not weirdly meta because this kind of southern <laughs> comedy if that if it if it tracks for you and you're from elsewhere <clears throat> he's done his job mm-hmm. it's but it's not mm-hmm. dissimilar to exactly what he's talking about there because again i was lost through some well, of it but the storytelling and yeah. the the passion of it and like again the, just the whole salesman of it was like oh okay i get it i get how the, this guy sucked people I mean, in how many times as a kid did you watch a funny movie or a cartoon for that matter <laughs> or hear a stand-up comedian that tells a joke that you don't understand sure. but you laugh anyway because you 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 buy the pattern of it and you buy the um you know the geometry of you know x plus y equals you know z mm-hmm. so solve for x you know 100 yeah. um and and i would say that that happens on this record a mm-hmm. little bit i may not quite get what he's talking about like on a very very cognitive level but i get it as a on a humorous level and it and it and it plays um i think it plays better for the people who get cutworm jokes sure, sure. but uh, you know, but but i'm but I, I, it's not that it doesn't play entirely it um uh so yeah you're right there is something kind of meta about that and i mean when he's re- you know when he reels out the names of the 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 ledbetter family the people laugh i mean he does it as a joke he does it on purpose mm-hmm. and when he does it with the there's a couple of times where he talks about fertilizer and he gets very specific and it's funny yeah you hear the audience laughing well and people trust um, you when I mean, you've he's... just made yourself an authority on something even if it's something they don't know anything about so it's like oh yeah no i can list mm-hmm. a million friggin things and it sounds so legit and there's again so much energy behind it. it's like oh he's bringing me on a journey and uh, i guess i gotta follow mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, here's another one. When he uh, when he talks, it's that one where the uh, where he talks about getting the record mm-hmm. deal, and Decker Decker Record calls him and and says, you know, you, you know, we want you to sign with Decker Records, and he says, well, tell me about Decker Records, and they say, well, it was founded by Bing Crosby, and he says, okay, I, I know who that is. Keep going, and they reel off some people that are all big names, and he's not impressed, and then he reels off a whole bunch of country singers. Sure. And that's when that's when Jerry's like, and it's funny. His reaction is funny. His what he says is funny. His you know I'm on board. The the, the whatever is it, the phrase you know, you've you've talked about people I know something about mm-hmm. is that's funny to me. Now he says Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty, and everybody kind of has heard those names, but then he reels off, you know Ernest Tubb, which not everybody knows who uh-huh. that is, and and there's a few of those, and 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 it's funny because a they're funny names. They they come in a funny order, and. The more obscure they get, the funnier that joke becomes mm. because it's about him knowing who they are, and you don't have to know who they are. Right. In fact, it's better if you don't. For sure, I agree. I, there, and there's also um, there's something to go back to the salesman thing. There's 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 kind of two approaches, and one of them is you can make a sale by making somebody think that you're their best friend. The other way, and maybe more successful way, is to let make them think they're being let in on your whole life and who you are. 
and mm-hmm. and his ability right. to sell what again that's just good storytelling but it's like hey this is of interest mm-hmm. to you uh please listen now mm-hmm. you will listen now. i'm a real I'm guy a real guy is a huge part of it too yeah it's like oh, no i'm just like you mm-hmm. uh, yes yeah, sure i'm rich as mm-hmm. shit probably but i'm just like you mm-hmm. he three gold records by the way i should point that out three gold records Three gold records, and that's within uh, nine years, eight years of his releasing his first one. Because his first one's 71. Wow. 71. Wow. Uh, holy yeah. crap. It, I wow. love it. So, Flower Power, 73. So, it's Take Off on Flower Power. The cover, by the way, this is crazy ass psychedelic oh boot. You know what? <laughs> I love it. I know. Isn't I love that amazing? it. That's got to be the second pressing or something, right? That can't be the original. Right. I, I do wonder. I mean, yeah, it's a good question. It's, <laughs> it's not, he looks, it's he a, looks like a crazy so creature funny? on the cover. I'm, I never made the flower power, flower power uh-huh. connection at <laughs> all. Never. I just thought, well, it rhymes. Yeah. It's funny. Never thought about flower <laughs> power. That's Isn't really it? funny. Oh my God. Oh my god! And he looks again. He looks like a crazy um, preacher on the cover. That's just that's all I see. Yeah, he does. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Now I do remember. Here's the other thing about him, and this is what got me thinking about. Well, maybe he was a fertilizer mm-hmm. salesman. Um, is that even as a kid, I was like, why don't I know who this uh-huh. is? He's obviously still around. Why? Why isn't he on Johnny mm-hmm. Carson? Um, I mean, we know why, but I mean, as a kid, I'm like, why don't I know who this is? There's a lot of comedians. Um, there was I mean, Ray Stevens, uh, yeah. or, um, gosh, was it the other guy? Um, the guy, uh, um, uh, I'm blanking. The guy who sang spiders and snakes. Oh my God. I don't know who that um, is. <laughs> You've stumped me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I always used to confuse him okay. with Ray Stevens. Um, uh, Jim Stafford. Going to call Jim oh Stafford. Sure. Thank you very much. Did I you just look that up? I did. God, you're quick. <laughs> Look at you, man. That's freaking great. Jim Stafford had a kind of a country bent mm. to him and a comic bent and a musical bent. And he would pop up. I think he had a summer replacement show. Glenn Campbell yeah. had a summer yeah, replacement show. Yeah, uh, he took over so, the Smothers Brothers, right? Correct. Right. So Jerry Clower wasn't on those shows. So there was always yeah, kind of a, with me where, where I didn't know why I didn't mm-hmm. know him. Um, and I, I, I there are... I think the the final answer is that that he as successful as he was was still so yeah. Niche there's no crossover that appeal he wasn't really gonna get. He, yeah, exactly. Um, now in the '80s when cable took over and every you know when cable first came on, every station was very uh, um, specific. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a weather channel and that's all you did. They had. ESPN, and that is all they did was talk about sports all day long. MTV only showed music all day long, and then there was country music television, or or I think before that it was called like um, the National. Oh, okay, Network. yeah. He would pop up on there, interesting, like doing doing um, uh, station IDs and stuff like that. And according to his wiki page, he did a lot of commercials, mm-hmm, saw that. a lot of regional commercials and things like that. So he was known in certain mm-hmm. groups. You're just not going to see him on, you know, he, 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 Dean Martin's not going to invite him on <laughs> right, the roast right. to do his <laughs> shtick. Um, you know, so uh, I remember just thinking, why don't I know who this guy is? Why am I not seeing him out in the real world like I did Steve Martin or other comedians? Did this album make its way into um, the house through your parents or did you buy it yourself? 
This one I bought okay. myself. My, I have an older sister. She's six years older than me. So I'm 10. She's mm-hmm. 16. Um, that's a big, you know, gap. She had a boyfriend in high school who was a comedy okay. guy. And um, he um, would show up every now and then at the house with bringing records. And we would just listen to him. And, uh, and I mean... He well he, he he would listen to Steve Martin with us. In fact, that's why I memorized that plumber <laughs> joke so I could do it for him because he was just dumbfounded <laughs> that I knew the whole joke. Um, and um, he had the 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 record right before this is called Mouth of mm-hmm. Mississippi, which is is kind of a funny joke. And um, um, he brought that over, and we listened to it. And so I think that gave Jerry Clower a cool stamp for me. If mm-hmm. David liked it, and David is the guy who got me listening to Steve Martin, and, and my he, he came over to the house and they watched one, you know, they watched the first episode of Saturday Night Live, and I stood up and watched it with them. Love it, um, you know, and and <clears throat> so to me, if if he liked it, then it must be sure. good. And so I, I I found it in a bargain bin. Um, in fact, I uh, the <laughs> the record I have the corner is clipped uh-huh. off. Um, because that's what they used to do. They would like mark the record in mm-hmm. some way so that if it got moved out of, I guess, so they got moved out of the bin, they'd know it was one of the bargain bin records. And I found it in the bargain bin and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this. So I'll have my own Jerry Clower record. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And it, it, it was one I could play for my parents yeah. too, though. Like I wouldn't play Steve Martin with my parents. Sure. No, I, I get that. That one, that one I would, yeah, <laughs> you know. I would listen to my room, and there was a few jokes I knew I had to get to the dial and turn it down before it got before it got out. <laughs> um, didn't have to do that with sure. Jerry. No, that makes sense. I'm wondering if I ever. I'm trying to think if I ever. Now you know. Here's the thing. My my parents gave me my first stand up, and it was Billy Connolly. It was a Billy Connolly tape, and there's no getting around all the shit oh. that he would say. Filthy, filthy, filthy stuff. Fantastic, but. Oh yeah. Oh, really? Well, it's mostly talking about things that they they didn't care if I heard him talking about sex. Uh, they they didn't really. He just talks a lot about sex right. dolls, right? And sex devices. Oh, that's um, great. All kinds of stuff. It's oh, great. Yeah. yeah. See, we're different. You're right. Ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my parents also had no sense of boundaries, so that's that's kind of what that was all about. My parents had great <laughs> uh-huh. sense of boundaries. Really highly defined sense of boundaries. <laughs> was was uh, so was Jerry Clower a part Stalin-esque. of your life? Like a just a period? Did you buy any more of his albums, or is it just this one? Nope, nope. I was happy uh-huh. with this one, and I listened to it, and and um, I, I I probably I I took all my records with me everywhere I went. So he went to college mm-hmm. with me, but I don't remember ever listening yeah. again. Um. Um, hey, by the same token, I listened obsessively to Reality What a Concept for a couple of years there and never touched it again right. either. <clears throat> I still sure. I still have it. You know. So that has this, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, I flirted with Jerry Clower and then stepped mm-hmm. away. Um no, I mean the truth is I just got bored with it the mm-hmm. way you do with anything um that's not Steve Martin. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, and in, like I said, I mean, the, I, uh, I, but I still mm-hmm. have it, still have the record because I can't get rid of records. I just can't bring myself to you. do it. And and you know, I, I think I liked the fact that I had it and that I tried it and that I listened to it and and it made me laugh. Um, boy, I was shocked to find it on mm-hmm. iTunes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, with that, with I, I guess with that big of a label behind them, they're they're gonna. I mean, Dick, Dick Davey. Yeah. What's so funny is when I emailed Columbia about Dick Davey, I'm like, hey, whatever happened to the Masters? They're like, oh yeah, that crossed my desk a couple months ago, and they're on iTunes now and all this stuff. And it's like, man, like you guys don't care, do you? Oh, are <laughs> yeah, they really? you can you can get Dick Davey on Spotify and on iTunes. Um, uh, there's some research I'm having to do because wow. I'm not sure because. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're, if there are residuals, they're probably not going to anybody in his family. And I'm like, oh, how do you fix, right. how do you fix right. that? Um, now, before I, by the way, before this gets out mm-hmm. of the world, uh, I do want to say when I compare Jerry Clara to Dick <laughs> Davey, I'm not comparing them in any oh, sense sure. of the word. Other than I was saying, you know, if this were a guy with a character mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. he was doing the way that Dick Davey did, you would pay attention um, or, or let's put it this way, or mm-hmm. Andy Griffith. I mean, Dick Davey used his character to tell truths about ourselves that would be difficult to yeah. hear otherwise. Um, Andy Griffith played with the whole, you know, country bumpkin yeah. in the real world yeah. idea. Um, so in a way, Jerry Clower is sim- more similar to mm-hmm. that. The differences again is yes, Andy Griffith was a true Southerner. He's from uh-huh. North Carolina, but he was very cosmopolitan in For a lot sure. of ways, and he knew what he was doing, and he knew that he was he was also using that shtick to. Um, uh, it's a shtick. For it's sure. an act. Um, uh, and then, where is Jerry Clower? It's it's not an act. He's Jerry Clower. It's I mean, there is an act to his mm-hmm. act, but it's not. He's not pretending to be anything other than. I gotta say, I'd like to know more. It's too bad that he's passed, but I'd like to know more about Andy Griffith's, uh, just like his deep down motivations for that. Because he was an interesting dude, because you knew he was super religious, because as an older man, he'd do these commercials for these albums that where he was just singing Jesus songs. Mm-hmm. But he's also mm-hmm. big time liberal, mm-hmm. uh, and like mm-hmm. worked very, you know, and not that you can't be a Christian liberal, but he was a guy who was super Southern, super liberal, super Christian, and it was one of those things you just didn't see, at least in terms of, like, stereotypes represented on TV. It wasn't that frequent that you would see that. No. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, his his liberalism and his Christianity predates our modern segregated notion very, of those Very, very true, things. very true. Um, I mean, he was a Southerner, he was blue-collar, that usually meant mm-hmm. Democrat for a lot of years. Yeah. A lot of yeah. years. I mean, even when I was mm-hmm. in high school, the South was still a blue block. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until Reagan that that changed. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've known people my whole life who were liberal and Christian sure. and Southern. Um, um, I mean, my parents are still liberals. Mm-hmm. They're eighty, and they're they're eighty seven. Right. Uh, my grandparents were Democrats, um, partly because they lived through the Depression and they know what the Democrats right, did. Right, right. Well, it also goes to show, like, <laughs> for what everybody. kind of exposure I had that my brain is still on that track where I'm like, you know, I'm raised with this perception, not necessarily by my parents, but raised around a certain perception. Yeah. Um, no, it's a know? perfectly normal perception at this mm-hmm. stage. It just wasn't before that. No, actually, to me, what's interesting about Andy Griffith isn't that he was a um, uh, Southern Christian that was a liberal is that he was an 86 year old <laughs> Southern Christian right. liberal. I mean, he stayed right. liberal. 
Um, and that's more, I mean, that's unusual for yes, anybody. Yes, for sure. That's absolutely true. A lot, I mean, most, you know, <laughs> there's a, there's a joke in a, uh, in a Alan Sherman song mm-hmm. about that. Uh, or the Har- Harvey and Sheila has a joke about that. The, the couple that met meet working for JFK and then by the end they're working <laughs> right. for the GOP. And then his line is, that's the way things go is the uh-huh. line after that. Um, uh, and that's, you know, a guy talking about a Jewish couple mm-hmm. in the sixties. You know, <laughs> that's a common yeah. thing. So yeah, no, that's to me is what's great about Andy Griffith. Um, but I mean, he, um, he was a smart guy. I mean, and he was a and he was a, a good oh, actor. So good. You know, he. he I, I suspect there was. Um, uh, and, and by the way, I also hear things about him on that show that apparently he was pretty mm-hmm. tough uh, to work to work for, and he was exacting, and. Um, um, those aren't traits you normally associate not only with his character but with anybody that's sort of a nice southern mm-hmm. <laughs> christian you know liberal guy whatever um sounds like he was a yeah like guy. a real yeah. hard-ass it, it, artist like he wanted to get his stuff done and to do mm-hmm. that with a sitcom that i think is you know um it's lumped in as are so many sitcoms. Anything, t- anytime something's black and white, there's a certain group of people who are like, "Yeah, I love all old comedies. Right. All these old comedies are all just so fun and innocent." It's <coughs> like you do know that he was playing with that form, right? You yeah. do know he was yeah. commenting on small town living while also, you know, maybe lamenting the yes. loss of a childhood. But they still knew what was going on. Yeah, it's. And he was drawing on stuff he knew, and so was Don Knotts. Yeah. He's from Don Knotts was from West Virginia. They were drawing on stuff that they knew, and that's what makes it yeah. real and makes it funny. But the humor itself is can be very sophisticated. For sure. Um, I mean, and let's put it this way: before now, it's nowadays it's more people tend to lump black and white comedy into a mm. certain group. There are people who lump. Um, who would be very willing to lump the Andy Griffith show in with Jerry sure. Flower and not even yep. think about yep. it? Um, and it's like, uh, no. No. no, 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 that's 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 not. You know, people are just like, oh, that's just dumb country right. comedy. That's small town comedy. Right. That's the. I'm like, no, no, this is no, not no, hee-haw. No, 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 We're no, not no, talking no. about hee-haw. <clears throat> no, it's not. Although we can defend. Oh, I'm sure. I, there's got to um, be a hee-haw record, and I'm and I'd be happy to talk. about It's been. Forever oh. since you know, I lived in Oklahoma for a while. I'm sure we watched some hee-haw as a kid. Uh-huh. I know I did. I just don't remember any of it. Oh, I know sure. I did. I would. I actually, truthfully, I would watch the. It came on at seven o'clock on Saturday mm-hmm. night, and I would watch half of it because the other half I was watching the of Muppet course. Show. Um. Uh. But yeah, we. I would watch it. it. It used to make me laugh. I mean, I didn't like. You know dive into uh-huh. it i didn't just you know love everything about it but it had a and i didn't love the music quite frankly uh-huh. uh, i like it better now sure um i mean buck owens i kind of really like and he was i didn't want to listen to him at all <laughs> when that show came on but i thought it was kind of yeah. funny you know it, it was the country laughing yep. it was it was blackout jokes and and recurring characters and yeah I, i'm like I'll and i'm not that. ashamed to admit that you that's know. that that shit usually still gets to me and i will probably laugh if i if i were to pick up an episode of that today <laughs> i was just thinking about it because like what he you know the thing about jerry clower is then he also moves on after this massive success within this certain world to i mean hit the the big time in terms of country which is performing at the grand old opry every like yeah. every week or whenever they performed that's and that crazy. happened apparently according to Wikipedia that happened yeah. fast. 
Like he he joined the Grand Ole Opry in like 1974, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like his it's third nuts. record or fourth album. Nuts. I mean, I I, I'd love to perform um, at the Opry, and who the hell am I? <laughs> like, right. I never would. They would yeah. not let me in. Yeah. You know, this is something else I came across on Wikipedia. Uh, he had a radio uh-huh. show. Yeah, saw that for a while, and then he also hosted a TV show. But he had the radio show, and one of his co-hosts was a guy named Leroy Van Dyke. Yeah, I saw that name. You don't come across the name Van Dyke in the South uh-huh. a lot. And he, it's Wikipedia, so he was actually had a live link, and I clicked on it, and he's from mm-hmm. Missouri. And he, I think he's still alive, and he's like mm-hmm. 90. And I'm like, wait oh, a shit. minute, Dick Van Dyke's from Missouri. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-huh. It doesn't say that right. they're related. Neither of their Wikipedia says that they're related. But they're about the same age. Dick Van Dyke's a little bit older. They're both from Missouri, and they're both named right. Van Dyke. That cannot be. They've got to mm-hmm. be related. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Just um, like I know that pretty much anybody I mean, who, even though they say their last name is Clam, anybody from that area, and they're also all from that same area, <laughs> they're related. There's no doubt they're related. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that there's two families of Van Dykes in no, Missouri. No, 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 no. And if he, he, okay, so yeah, he did the song The Auctioneer, which I know I've heard. I know I've heard yes. that song. Yes. And he had another one, I'm blinking on what it's, uh, Walk On By, and that, that only stuck in my head because there's so many other songs by that title, particularly The Burn mm-hmm. Back Rack. Um, um, yeah, so I, it's strange that they'd be related and it wouldn't show up on Wikipedia mm-hmm. somewhere, but maybe nobody ever could make the connection, and maybe I'm just talking out of my year um but by the way we talked about dick van dyke and uh andy griffith on my in the last time you're right we did (laughs) i mean they're hard to escape sooner or later i'm gonna get around to. i mean we're gonna have to talk about andy we've not talked about him on the show ever none of his records have been covered which is weird to me yeah that's nuts right well again i the reason he came up was because i mentioned that boyfriend of my Mm -hmm. sister's um because he's so tied to my early ownership of mm-hmm. comedy records. And he's also the one who brought over what it was oh, it was football course. and yeah, played yeah. it for us. Um, yeah. Um, and again, that was one that... So the, so Andy Griffith comedy had the imprimatur of, uh, of David. Um, and that was just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that one's not hard to, to... But we also loved the show. I just didn't know he did stand-up comedy. What do you think the all. difference is? There's there's a distinct difference uh, that probably comes roughly rooted from the same place. But taking a Jerry Clower and comparing him to, to Andy Griffith, these are both guys who... Uh, and maybe it's just the audience they're aiming at, but they both know that they are personalities. They both... Jerry Clower knows... He, he has to know how he comes across to other people. He has to know how a Southerner is mm-hmm. going to be perceived everywhere. Because you're you're a salesman. You have to know how you're perceived. You know what your mm-hmm. accent means, mm-hmm. which is a hard thing to do. It's like, oh, right, my accent mm-hmm. sounds different to these other people. And then, we're, whereas mm-hmm. Andy Griffith is using it to different ends. He's using it also to be an actor mm-hmm. and to do all these different artful things. Not to in any way, uh, not to be detrimental to Jerry Clower if he considered himself an artist. He's a comedian, so I consider him an artist. But he's doing it in very different way. Mm-hmm. But they're both using their southernness to slight to different ends, but both to get laughs, but in different ways. Can you like identify what the mm-hmm. difference is? Because I don't know what it is. Um. I think it comes from that idea of playing a character. Okay. I don't think Jerry Clower is playing a character. 
I think Jerry Clower was a very funny guy, like f- funnier than everybody right. else around. Right. You know, uh, around him, um, <clears throat> he was the, always a funny guy. Always had it. I've known people like mm-hmm. this, uh, friends of my parents that has had a had a a, a knack for telling a yeah. story, um, even if it's not a great story or or make taking a story that's not that big great of a story that's kind yeah. of humdrum and telling it in the way that where you get to where you see oh that that's was i mean that's a that very country thing not just southern that's a country thing because there's country mm-hmm. upstate new york mm-hmm. and there's a lot of folks like that too so yeah that is a very country trait mm-hmm. yeah um it's funny that you make that distinction because i was thinking mm-hmm. about that today i think that's why country music caught on mm-hmm. the way it did when it did was because there are country people sure. everywhere um, they're not all yeah. Southerners, but they are, you know, they're small towns yeah. everywhere. That's why Andy Griffith's oh, show absolutely. worked. It, there's small towns everywhere, and there, there's a universality to that. Um, there's specifics about a Southern small town sure. that you're not going to get in a Midwestern small town, but there's generaliza- generalisms that are going to be the same absolutely. no matter what. Um, um, this also ties into the realization that I came across the other not really long ago when I realized that the second Newhart series, Newhart, the one mm-hmm. where they had the inn in Vermont, that's Hee Haw. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, that's that's, uh, that's yeah, Green Acres. very much so. Yeah, that's a good point. It's the same show. It's the same show. And and not just city guy in the country, around country folk, but the added twist that the country folk are all kind of sort of canny mm-hmm. and sort of know that people expect something of them that's mm-hmm. not real you know so they play they lean into their 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 mm-hmm. countryness for their yeah, own yeah, benefit yeah. there's something they but they all kind of do that i mean the, the the people on green acres are borderline hucksters right. every one of them right and um and and um and that's that's common on the new heart show too so anyway we're, we're <laughs> off topic but yeah i think the difference is that jerry clower was a funny guy who n- either could remember funny things that happened and tell them in a funny way or maybe could embellish them in a way that made them more funny than they really were um whereas andy griffith yes he was a southerner yes he was from a small town but he was an actor he went to new york he starred on broadway he he did do the records and i can't remember where that i feel like i heard somewhere where those records came in after he had already been an mm-hmm. actor, um, I think it was just like playing the guitar and singing and all those. I think it was just part of his bag of tricks that he pulled out to get himself across. Right. Um, I think I remember hearing one. Uh, they have these big plays, these outdoor show plays that they do in in certain states. They're, they do them down in Florida, and they do them. In, and there's one in North Carolina. That's kind of about the founding of North okay. Carolina, and it's called "Unto These Hills." And I think he was in that where he played like Sir Walter Raleigh. And it was one of those things where you sign up for the summer and you do it every night under the stars yeah. for tourists, basically. <clears throat> I think he did that for a couple of years, and you know, then he, he was on. I I feel like, um, I feel like the records came after he was in No Time for Sergeants. I was wondering that on too, because well, and I've only because I've only seen No Time for Sergeants, uh, the film. Uh, but wait, yeah, what yeah. year did that come out? I'm now going to have to look. No time for sergeants. It predates 
facing mm-hmm. the crowd. So I'm going to ballpark guess mm-hmm. 56. That's probably about right because the movie so. came out in 58. So I mean, in terms of how that stuff usually goes, but uh, let's look at this. Oh, the movie did. Come yeah, out in the movie came out in 58. No time yeah. for sergeants. Yeah. And then okay. uh, his album. Let's just look at his uh, discography, unless it's not going to tell me. I think the album is like 59 or 60. I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, and it doesn't want to tell me, but uh, I'll look that up in a moment. But because one of the stories that I've heard that I heard t- I heard Dick Van Dyke tell mm-hmm. the story is he he met or, or I'm, I'm sorry Andy Griffith tells the story he met mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke because he was in Atlanta actually um, touring. Uh, pit mm-hmm. for the record to, to kind of and he heard the record being played at his radio station and he heard the record being played down the hall and he followed the sound and Dick Van Dyke was in the booth um, uh, lip syncing to mm. it he was what they called a record mom love it I told this story before by the way I, he, yeah, so I can't remember shit everyone, so thinks, every, everyone thinks I have <laughs> one story um <clears throat> He had a show, a live show, a comedy show on in Atlanta on TV with another guy named Phil Erickson who had a short round face and Dick Van Dyke had that long mm-hmm. skinny face. And they would mime to records and they're of course with these insane facial expressions. And he would do it every now and then on the Dick Van Dyke show yeah. too. It was, you know, again, part of his bag of tricks. Um, um, and that's how they met. Andy Griffith caught this kid just fooling around in the booth, miming to to what it was. It was football. So funny. And it was Dick Van Dyke. Uh, just for Laughs came out. Um, his first record, Just for Laughs, came out in 58. So the same year as No Time for Sergeants. It's a good, good year for okay. Andy Griffith. So, yeah, I mean, he's that was his that was yeah. his attack, you know, his multi-pronged mm-hmm. attack. He just kind of came at you with everything mm-hmm. he had. Um, and, again, Dick Van Dyke did that same thing. I mean, he was hosting game shows mm-hmm. and stuff. Um. Even after he had the show in Atlanta, I've heard him talk about hosting game shows in the Midwest. And, you know, those guys just kind of came at it from every I've, direction. I've actually, not to totally bring it back to Dick Davey at every point, but uh, one of the things his family did oh, tell dude. me is that, like, he was possibly... The stories are a little bit muddled because he's not around to tell them. And, you know, listening to... Once you hear uh-huh. an actor complain about how he didn't get this or didn't get that stuff sort of kind of right, uh, right. Bl- uh, blends into the next thing. But supposedly he was upset. I could have been Basically, like he, he basically, uh, it wasn't, it couldn't have been, uh, it couldn't have been the Andy Griffith show because I think that show was designed with Andy Griffith in mind from the very beginning. I think that was all him. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it absolutely. was something it was a, that Andy yeah. Griffith or somebody adjacent to that was in that he was really expecting to get, um, which is interesting because uh, Dick Davey was also in No uh, Time for Sergeants uh, on stage uh, at one point, and of course he was, hundred percent. Right? And you know, I'm still trying to figure out where he learned to do and get stuck with this Southern accent. That's one of the options, possibly. Um, you know, I don't know where he came up with it, but I'm assuming it could be that. And there are just this is just a period. Of, it's pretty it is, good. It is. Right, I mean, like, I don't yeah. know what an Arkansas accent sounds like. I can't tell you if it's close to that. No, <laughs> but. yeah, no, and I can't either, quite frankly. But, um, but it's a convincing enough Southern mm-hmm. accent. I mean, to be an accent that a lot of people think they sure. can do, and then find out the hard oh way my that God. they can't. I, mine is atrocious. Mine is atrocious. Like, and, and it's in. I mean, I I you have, have one, yeah. a southern accent, and when I've when <laughs> and when I've done voices on Squidbillies where I have to crank it up a little bit, I don't do it well. <laughs> well, what's funny is like I grew up speaking of like there's country everywhere. The upstate New York accent 
is borderline southern uh in in, especially Mm. where i grew up um but yeah Mm -hmm. so but i still i also really can't do the upstate new york accent couldn't couldn't tell you why my my mother-in-law is from Uh connecticut um very very close to Mm -hmm. new jersey um so her accent is very kind of new jersey Mm -hmm. sounding but she will occasionally end a sentence with the phrase you hear (laughs) and i to me i i always thought that was a southern thing to me too say that all the time yeah she'll say it a lot i mean she'll she'll say so you know we went to the beach you hear (laughs) that's when we left you hear and I'm like, oh my god, I can't That's believe really funny. that she's saying you here. <laughs> yeah. So there's, it's funny. You never know what stuff is gonna, you know. I need, I need to get a linguist on this like, show just for that reason alone. It's like language. It's like language is like. <laughs> this is a dumb analogy, but I kind of think of it as like language is like just this water. And it's just swimming mm-hmm. around, and then the water recedes, and you get puddles of it everywhere. And sometimes you might get a puddle in New Jersey that or Connecticut that sounds like the puddle in. in, in, in <laughs> well, the in Buffalo Georgia. accent is very similar to the Chicago accent, very similar. And right. uh, all right. they've got connecting them are a few Great Lakes, but I mean that could be enough. Literal water in Canada, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a Canadian kind of. I always think of the Chicago accent as also being similar to there's some Canadian mm-hmm. twang. Yeah, well, and my my friend is that. from Minnesota, and he's like, well, you know, the Minnesota accent is just a Chicago accent without blah blah blah. But it's also there are some Canadian accents right. that are almost strictly right. Minnesota accents. They're very similar. Well, my you know my wife is mm-hmm. from Virginia, and she does not have what I consider the the typical Virginia accent, but her very good friend does, and she says house and uh-huh. about. The, like an, like the way yep. a Canadian would, and I've known other people from Virginia. That's a very Virginia thing. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do they say house mm-hmm. and about yeah. in Virginia and yeah. nowhere else? Like, why not North Carolina? You know, it's crazy. In fact, I was saying, why don't there's, there's a Scottish thing to that mm-hmm. house? And I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I don't know how we, we we got. So yeah, I mean, if there's the, the answer to <laughs> we really meander so much. If there's an answer to this question that can be done in less than an hour, <laughs> it is that I think Andy Griffith moved himself away from his southernisms, mm-hmm. um, and then turned around and used them to his his own advantage by ratcheting mm-hmm. them up. Um, you know, and, and I mean, just Jesus, just watch how he is at the end of that show versus midway through the show versus at the beginning of that show where he's basically in some episodes actually doing bits of right. his act uh, on the end of the show. <clears throat> so, you know, it was always sure. an act. Um, and, and let's put it this way. It's like he's canny enough about the fact that it's an act to play Lonesome Roads in No Time mm-hmm. for Sergeants. Or I'm sorry, in in the oh, face yeah, of the yeah. crowd, which is all about a guy using right. that, you know, all of that the the good old boyness, the 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 homespunness, the you can trust me, I'm honest mm-hmm. thing, you know. Whereas I think Jerry Clower was a guy who just had a funny accent, a funny way of telling stories, and used it to sell fertilizer, and then somebody said, "Hey, yeah. let's make a record," you know. 
and then 27, 27. records later, 27 that's years the thing. later. That's the thing that yeah, gets me, dude. That's that's <laughs> unusual. That like, like it's it's almost it's Red Fox level. Not quite, but that's that's a lot of records. Oof. And it, I'm impressed by it. I'm like, if I could do 27 records, I will tell you, I've made like 13, and only two of them have been released publicly. But right. like to do that much stand-up and right. have it be original material every time, and you're making people laugh, like, that's a confident salesman. He's yeah. like, no, 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 I got more, more material. Run, yeah. run the damn tapes. I got more. Yeah. I guarantee that's what it was. I don't know. I mean, how many records did you know, like Miles Davis? Uh-huh. right. I mean, he did four in two days, you know, because to fill <laughs> to finish a contract. Uh-huh. But I mean, all they're doing is playing. I mean, I'm not all they're doing. I'm, I'm they're they're phenomenal works yeah. of art. But you know, he's playing songs that mm-hmm. he didn't write in a lot of the time, and um, some songs he does multiple times on you know on across several different records. I mean, he's got, you know, yeah, new material, and that's you know that record is like. 20 some granted sure, they're sure. shortcuts they're they're like a minute yeah, two yeah. minutes each <clears throat> um but yeah that's that is amazing and i would have never known i would have never mm-hmm. known that um you know and again talking about not seeing him on tv i didn't see him on hee-haw mm-hmm. either yeah that's a good point he didn't get he didn't rise to junior <laughs> samples level of fame um <laughs> um he yeah. might have been, and he also um, he could have very and, well been a guy who's like the way I would be if I somehow randomly got famous in Japan. I'd be like, I'd be, I'm fine with this. I don't need any more than this. This is just enough to keep me going. I've got people. I've got the cheers. Right. I've got the crowds. Right. I don't give a shit. I don't need crossover yeah. appeal. Thank you very much. I've found my people. That could very much be a part of it. You know what's funny? I was just thinking too. I don't know where this record was recorded. Oh, that's a good question. Do I physically own it? I don't think. I, I wonder do. if he even never left. I don't know if he ever even left right. the region. I mean, if you're going to be on Johnny, you yep, got to go to true. L.A. If you're going to be on Hee Haw, you mm-hmm. got to go to L.A. Yeah, you know, that never occurred I to mean, me. I mean, I never thought about it either. But, yeah, he probably never le- His family probably still lived in, I doubt they still lived in Yazoo City, Mississippi. But they probably lived in Jackson. Yeah, he, well, I mean, at the very least, according to this, born, born in Liberty, Mississippi, died in Jackson. So, I mean... You know, yeah, that says there a lot. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never heard of Liberty, Mississippi, <laughs> in my life. And my family's from all over that state. It's actually not far from where some of my family mm-hmm. is from. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, he probably just stayed in that region. He probably maintained that. You know, for one thing, and again, this gets back to the comedy itself. He had to. He had to stay in that region. You're not going to take that stuff to a nightclub. Right. In you know, you're not going to go to you know Chicago right. with that. You're not going to play the Ice House <laughs> with that gig. You know, you're not going to. You know, you're going to stay where everyone knows what a cut right. is. Yeah, I mean, why why not um, go where the laughs are, and why risk why risk right. failure by trying it out in a small club? That's uh. That's sure. for stronger people well, than me. It, it, which makes me kind of realize that he's a guy... It, it, I think he's just a guy who knew who his audience was and didn't care to do yeah. it for anybody else. And if he can sell a million records to those people, mm-hmm. okay. How many do you need if you're going to live in Jackson? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's a trap to living right. in L.A. 
which is you gotta you gotta you gotta keep working and you know keep you know if you're gonna buy the big house you gotta you gotta keep paying yeah. for the big house whereas i think you know a guy like that can stay a lot of country musicians you know stick close to nashville and um uh and atlanta kenny rogers lived not far from where i grew huh. up um and then and then also had a place near later had a place near athens georgia hmm. yeah i went to college um and i don't you know i mean you know I don't even know where he's actually from. I mean, he became a country singer, but I don't consider him like, you know, Conway Twitty level <laughs> right. of country. To be fair, it's, it's hard to be um, Conway Twitty level yeah. of anything. Hair, suits. <laughs> there's there's a lot going on there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at the the um, the back of the Jerry Clower the Clower Power album because I was looking to see if I could see where the hell this is recorded. And I'm not seeing it, but it. it does begin with, there's a chance, just a small chance, mind you, that you don't know about Jerry Clower. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that is how it opens. It's an increasingly small <laughs> chance now, because comedy on vinyl has beaten him to a pulp. Um, uh, here's the other thing about this record that I kept finding myself. Do you have it in front I have of the you? Back, yeah, I found the back online. Who's that guitar player? Uh, guitarist on what Christmas means to me is Carrie Banks or which Corey is, Banks. Looks like Carrie. Which is, I think, wonderful playing. Guitarist um, on all other selections a, is a, a Mark Payden, P-A-I-D-N, or that's what it looks like, or P-A-D-E-N. It's really hard. It's a shitty scan, unfortunately. Okay. So here's the thing. That's not added mm-hmm. in later. I mean, there, there is an yeah. audience there. They're, they're fairly right. quiet. Um, I mean, not in a. I don't mean that in the sense that they're not laughing. They're yes, attentive, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. they laugh. Um, that Christmas one in particular, you kind of think, "Oh, he's gone into a studio to to do this," but then they clap right. at the end. Granted, the clapping may be from another bit that they've pulled under. Um, you know, there may be some editing involved with that, or some sure. shooting involved with that. But <clears throat> that sounds like that guy is there picking that guitar while he does mm-hmm. his thing. So I'm like, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, ha- having a live. Who, th- who yeah, thought of that? Great. He wasn't doing that originally. That that must have come later. He wasn't doing that at sales, you know, sure. conventions for Urea. <laughs> I mean, that's so that's interesting. I mean, somebody kind of said, "Let's do this," which I'm like, right. why? Yeah, who who's? I mean, so at this strange. point, he's with MCA. It, it, or do they want to hear? They're like, well, look, we got to hit the country music charts, maybe, and let's get two cuts on here that are music. I don't know, right? I don't know. I really don't know. Now, the other thing about it that that, that is inescapable is there is zero flow uh-huh. because there's there's. I mean, it's 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 a series of jokes. You know, I sometimes like those kinds um, of records. Can I tell you? I I because there's in some albums like this, there's less fumfering and less of the bullshit. And especially if there's somebody who doesn't know how to do anything except tell jokes, you might as well just give me those funny cuts, and I'm fine with it. Because I don't want to listen. I don't think I want to okay. listen to Jerry Clower. Because I don't think he's a guy who's looking for jokes necessarily. <laughs> you don't hear Jerry. Clower's yeah, I don't want to hear work. that. I don't think. I don't. Know. It'd probably be fine, but <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Just as a salesman, um, I think he'd have a little bit of panache, but not. It probably wouldn't be funny. Probably wouldn't be that funny. As he's trying to remember, oh, what's where are you from? from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I've never been there. Okay, moving on. <laughs> 
<laughs> Liberty, my that's my hometown. hometown. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what? Oh God, that's funny. Um, yeah, I was. I, I but it, it. But I mean, okay, let's go the other route here. You put in G- Jerry uh-huh. Seinfeld, comedian, and within reason, you know that he is starting with the first joke and working yes. through the last joke. It's he's got a flow. He's uh-huh. got an act. And so what that makes me wonder is, what the hell was this act mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. You know, was he was there crowd work? <laughs> you know, right. Um, you know, because uh, I didn't think about it as a kid, and yeah. and, and I don't, I'm not I'm not using it as a, as sure, a criticism, sure, no. but you definitely come away with the record from the record thinking, well, I know what yeah. he thinks is funny, and and some of it kind of is, and some of it's sort of. Just building to a punchline mm-hmm. that's not great, um, but I don't have any idea of what an evening right. with him an is with like. Jerry Clower. You know, I'm n- I now want to do a record that is Clower. the in betweens of an act like this, where it's either bad crowd work or prayer, or you know, hey everybody, real quick, that was a good one. Can we just oh, yeah. pray on that? Thank you so much, and let's hope the next one goes just as good. I just like the idea that there could be all kinds of <laughs> crazy shit happening between jokes i do wonder though yeah that's a good question <laughs> i noticed by the way on wikipedia that one of his albums was not done uh-huh. for mca um and it was done uh-huh. in a church. yeah it's uh and what's it called? And, and, was it? and 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 it's 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 him telling him giving his giving his witness oh as, yeah, as yeah they say <laughs> i cannot imagine um, what that is like either not that there's anything sure. wrong with that <laughs> um yeah no i mean that's the it's it, it, what I wonder is, is it funny? Right, right. Or is it just... Uh-huh. Because if it is, that's kind of interesting. Well, I shouldn't say. It may right. not be funny at all, but it may be an attempt mm-hmm. to be funny. I mean, he may... It, it, my point is, is it a comedy record where he gives right. his witness? Because mm-hmm. that's interesting. God, that would be. That would that's be interesting. I'm going to have to do some digging. Again, out of 27 man, records... Don't, I'm, make, don't I'm, make me go to... It's too much to choose from, man. <laughs> too much to choose from. Ah... <sighs> Between my album and uh, and the iTunes that I bought because I didn't want to digitize the album, my own two <laughs> copies of Clower Power. Don't make me buy. <laughs> yeah, whatever the other one's called, something like "Is It um, Gun Great?" It is like something like that. It is very much like a. It is. Something. I I believe that is what it's called, or maybe I I, I doubt if it's isn't. Oh yeah, I think it's probably right. Ain't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ned, I want. Am not God great. <laughs> Tell the people why to listen to this album. Tell tell them why why give Jerry Clower a listen. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because we started the reason yeah. we went down this road is because it was I thought uh-huh. it'd be kind of fun to do one that we can't right. defend. But I will say you did um, not paint some terrible picture where this is a giant piece of shit. Um, it's so... not. That's the thing. I listened to it today, kind of right, hoping it right. would be, so that I could just <laughs> be, you know, too big for my mm-hmm. own damn britches and 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 <laughs> and um and trash it. Um, it's not without it's cert- okay. It is sure. not without charm. The guy has definitely got mm-hmm. a thing, you know. Um, it it it's it's yes. strange. Uh, some of, I mean, his, and and by the way, he played that up a lot. All those, huh, and those kind of weird. What a teacher and I had in school used to refer to as paralinguistics. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all those exclamations of joy and 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 um, 
uh, little weird moments where he kind of sings, um, but they're 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 there's there's something kind of charming yeah. about him. I mean, I guess you could sure. roll your eyes at him, but you could also just kind of go, yeah, that's kind of if one of my parents' friends did that, I I would have loved yeah, him when right. I was a kid. Um. So anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say don't listen right. to Jerry Clower. I don't know that I would say, you know, he's not appointment listening. Right. Don't drop everything <laughs> and go download it. Um, but if any of what we said today is intriguing mm-hmm. at all, um, then yeah. Because I, I think we've dissected him without getting into any much mm-hmm. of what he did. And I, I yep. laughed. And anyone who knows me can tell you I'm a I'm a free uh-huh. laugher I'm not an okay. easy laugh um, in, 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 and again I've been working in and around very funny people for mm-hmm. now 20 years since I, my first Space Ghost was mm-hmm. 1998 <clears throat> 22 years and I've gotten more and more discerning more and more oh yeah I've kind of heard that yeah I know that bit yeah you know but by the same token if it makes me laugh I'm going to laugh I don't hold them in because I'm too cool to laugh and anyone who knows me knows that 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 I will give you the laugh if it's funny enough and I I did I laughed a couple of times in spite of myself because I really and it's not that I didn't want to list to to like it I just didn't think I would And 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 I was prepared not to because either way I win on this show, you know. So, yeah. If anything about what we've said sounds at all intriguing, you, you might get yeah. a laugh out of it. And at nothing, if nothing else, there, like I said, it is there's a genuineness to it, and that should be scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. We should be like, oh, genuineness, no. Especially from a Christian, southern, overweight, middle-aged fertilizer salesman in 1973. Now, if all of that sounds good to you, or any of that sounds good to you, you're Mm -hmm. on the right path here. But most of the people listening to this, I don't think that sounds like their thing. Um, But it doesn't, it's it's not off-putting. I mean, there's a couple of moments here and there. Where I'm kind of like, eh. but again, it's only off-putting because it's you know it's 2020 and I and I lived through the Reagan era and through a lot of kind of political mm-hmm. stuff that wasn't right. a thing then. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. That I, I think so. Well, <laughs> again, it's it's a mixed bag with some of these things, and at the very least, I. My yeah. very low standard of is a comedy album at least worth giving a shot is if it hasn't been, you know, thoroughly racist, homophobic, uh, shitty to women, et cetera, et cetera. You know what hey, I'm saying? Like, there's none of that. Not. So it's just going to be that. weird and the not closest... the funniest thing in the world, but it's got yeah. moments and it's, you know, yeah. there's nothing, you know, you if listen, listening to any kind of good comedy um, or any kind of comedy that makes somebody laugh is at least worth the experiment of it. So I don't know. Yeah, the the closest thing to a racial racial mm. thing he says is when he's talking about the guy from uh, the record company having an African American right. yes, heritage, yes, 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 yes. and he was a yeah, white yeah, yeah. fella. Now, if Andy Griffith mm-hmm. made that joke, 
it would be knowing and sure. it would be winking and you would say, oh, listen to the rube talk about the white mm-hmm. guy with mm-hmm. a perm. Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny, a white mm-hmm. guy with a perm. It's the 70s and white dudes had perms. And he also says he comes skipping off of that airplane. Something about that has always wow. made me laugh. The phrase that the guy is skipping off the airplane because you right away you know this guy is too slick for the Jerry Powers right, right, right. of the world. Um, but as soon as, you know, but then the punchline is as soon as he finds out how much they're going to pay him for the record, he got really, really uh-huh. into that haircut, hairdo uh-huh. right away. Yeah. And it's funny. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think overall it does kind of work. It just works from an, uh, from a point of view of honesty and not from a point of view of I'm creating a character and letting you yeah. in on the joke. No, I mean, that, that, that does seem to be the, the overall theme of it. Um, yeah. Ned, this this I appreciate you coming on the show. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, um, thank you. Why don't you? Do you have anything you want to promote? Anything you want to te- tell people to find or look out for? This is going to come out, I think, next week. So. Um, I don't have anything going on right now. I mean, I'm working on Squidbillies. We've got uh, what is supposedly the okay. final season. Um. I don't know when we're going to hit the air. It's going to be, I'm sure, I mean, I know it's going to mm-hmm. be 2021. Um, and, it, of course, at this point, uh, everything sure. is pushed sure. back, right? Because, I mean, we're working. I'm working from home. Um, but, you know, at some point even that's going to, you know, the, the even if we keep going the way we normally do, it's going yeah. to take longer. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, I mean, we are going to keep mm-hmm. going the way we normally do, but it's going to take us longer to get everything done. So it's going to be 2021 before any new comes out, but we do have it coming. And it's, I love the episode I'm working on right now. It's very funny. We've got, I mean, they're still able to just really do funny things with these love characters. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's what's cooking. I've got a couple of ideas mm-hmm. in my head, but I can't Fair. talk about any of them. I don't want to. And, um, because they're not going to happen, or else they will, and then you'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's that guy. <laughs> I've got one thing that I'm trying to figure out how like I talk about on podcasts, because it's not out, and there's... Well, I'll just say, uh, listen to the Professional Blur podcast, everybody. It's about me doing extra work. It's my other new passion. Uh, there's It's a seasonal show, mm-hmm. so uh, it's only going to be done in seasons, so nobody's going to panic if I don't release an episode every week for a while. Uh, listen to that, and I think I might have something coming up for that, because I recently did my first voiceover job, finally, after this long in L.A., and it was in a movie. Oh. Yeah, and oh, the thing cool. is, I did it with another person oh. there doing the same voices, so they get to pick and choose, so there is a 50-50 chance I won't end up in the movie at all, but it is like, it is technically, it's like voice <laughs> extra work, so I'm very excited to see if that happens at all. I can't talk about it just yet, and then, I don't know. Yeah, keep an eye out on you just reminded me. I did. I got to do some you voices did. recently. Um, yeah, they brought back one of our shows from several years ago uh-huh. called Twelve Ounce Mouse, and um, it's Matt Malero created it. He's one of the oh, Aqua yeah. Teen creators, and part of the fun of the show is that he used the people in the <laughs> office to be all the voices in the show. And for whatever reason, I didn't. I wasn't tapped to be in it the first time around, but he's been doing new episodes. And uh, first he asked me, which is funny, to replace one of the other actors, which actually it was Adam Reed Mm -hmm. who created Archer, um, who's a friend of mine. And so he was a character. He was this voice of this character that's a shark. And so he had me be the new shark because Adam couldn't do it. But then he wrote another character that I got to be. So and I don't know when those are coming out, but they're 
I think they'll be okay. out before the end of the year. Um, so yeah, I got to be Amazing. two voices in that. Um, so that's fun. Yeah, I love doing that whenever I can. And I, love it. And I'll love just it, here's, it, here's it. how I'll cross promote another podcast. Uh, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. You, if you listen a few episodes back, yes. I got one of Phil Hartman's ties, and I'm not wearing that until I do my first cartoon voiceover. So that's uh, just there. There, that's how I connect that to another podcast. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you, man. And thank you guys for listening. And as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comedy on Vinyl, or find everything in one place at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune in to the new Stand Up Records channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!